A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. And welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis on the, the, the not with my usual <laughs> partner, no, because he's off to be a dad, a D A D. Instead, I'm joined by a mortal foe. It's Tempest. For the first time ever, really. Yeah, we've I'm we've never done a one-on-one podcast together. No, no, I guess, uh, you know, obviously, I hate your guts. Yeah. Uh, Loss intangibles can go F themselves, you, you little, you little bitches. You're trying to own, <laughs> I guess you've got that bitch on your head. Yep, sure do. I've got this Quizlemania title <laughs> that I've had now forever and defend in <laughs> games that in, still involve no trivia. So perhaps I'll need to blow someone else up to get that changed. But but yes, we have our history. But that being said, it's still still very interesting. You know, we've done Ooh. we've done little guest spots here and there, and we've done Russell Talk Extras together with Luke also present. But this is the first time that you and I are just doing a, a podcast, just the two of us. You and I. It's like we've gone for a drink. Like we're just going for a drink, catching up. So I guess, you know, I bet the 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 listeners want to hear it and the membergs it's the first time ollie and tempest are together i'm gonna ask you the big question have you, have you been watching star trek next generation tempest i've not been watching a lot of star trek the next generation i have seen star trek the next mm. generation of course because i am also a, a massive nerd yes are you gonna do a rewatch anytime soon <laughs> I mean, I don't see why I couldn't. It wasn't at the top of my list of things to do because there's just so much TV to get through right now. We do live in a golden age of television after all, but I mean, if it saves my job for some reason, I don't see why I couldn't. I always like dismissed Luke's habit of going back to stuff that he loves as a kid and not moving forward with his life and other things that come out after the 90s. But man, I have I've gotten stuck in a Star Trek next gen hole, similar to how the Star Trek Enterprise was caught in the two-dimensional life form in season four, episode ten, I believe, heading towards a cosmic piece of string. Just watch that episode with my cup of tea and chalky bar before we started this. It's fresh in my mind. <laughs> I was about to say that's very specific. <laughs> I wish I was yeah. I wish I was a guy who could just reel off stats like you do, you know, episode this. This is exactly where it happened. We yeah. um so we went for a drink, me, Adam, Pete, and uh, Andy last night. 
and we were discussing like what would your mastermind subject be none of us chose wrestling would yours be wrestling absolutely (laughs) absolutely there's there's nothing that i think would come remotely close to wrestling in my mind the only other things i think i could probably do decently well at would maybe be like the mcu Mm-hmm. seen a lot of those movies i actually just went to see uh shang chi last night a lot of the movies not all of the movies well i haven't seen black widow yet so i can't say all of the movies but i don't think i'm really missing out on that one in in spirit there you've seen all the movies because you know all the other mcu films yeah it's it's kind of that yeah kind of that yeah yeah, so, I mean, there was, uh, at some point, someone gave me, like, a Marvel Cinematic Universe trivia game, and it really wasn't even a game. It was just, like, a list of cards that had trivia questions on them. There was no game involved in any of it. But I was just like, I wonder when any of these cards are actually going to get a little bit challenging, because it was all stuff that I knew. It was stuff that nobody else knew, but I was like, oh, wow, I guess I'm just showing how big of a nerd I am right now with all of these but that would probably be the only other thing I would feel decently confident with. If you'd asked me like 15 years ago, I probably would have said like Pokemon or something like mm. that. But there's been so much new stuff to come out with that that I was just like, I wouldn't have the slightest clue nowadays. You're a trivia king. You seem to have a mind that holds on to otherwise useless bits of information. Absolutely. You know, there's there's no life experience in being able to recall paper feuds. You know, there's 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 no there's no real accomplishment there. But cool, you you're wearing a crown right now. Yeah, that's can, exactly oh, it. Yeah. I've got yeah, a crown. I, I found one thing that I've been able to win with this thing. <laughs> so, Pokemon. Yeah, I'm gonna say number one, mm-hmm. and you're gonna say number two. Let's see who breaks first. Oh, dear. And these are all in order. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now I've said that. Uh, Obviously, it's one of three to kick things off. And I believe it's Charmander. Well, you've already messed it up. What? (laughs) Is that not number one? It's not. It's Bulbasaur. Okay. Okay. Do over. Do over. You go for Bulbasaur. Okay. Bulbasaur, then. then. Charmander. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I've, I've, Ivysaur. Venusaur. Squirtle. Nope. No, it's oh, Charmander. Come on! <laughs> See, like the original okay. 151, I, I, I could do that. No problem. I thought me and you just then were going to have. Round two of the classic Tempest versus Sean Ross Sap G1 yeah. climax winners back and forth. The yay boo spot. But uh <laughs> you just squashed me. Or did I squash well, myself? I think you might have squashed yourself. Just setting okay, up okay. the challenge and then and not forgetting who number one was. Let me go. Let me go again. <laughs> okay. Charmander. Charmeleon. Charizard. Squirtle. Squirtle evolves into War Turtle. Turtle. Blastoise. Good luck with this one. 
<laughs> Pidgey. I believe the correct answer is Caterpie. Oh! I well, believe. Correct in... All right, I'm going to just let me have a look. Yeah. <laughs> just go. I'm, I'm doing your job of the verification. The Pokemon checking. 150 yeah. list. Should have got this up before I started playing with you, to be honest. Yeah. After, after about 20 is where I would probably lose track of the order. Okay, yeah, you're right, Caterpie. Well, do you want to... I've got this up now, so do you want to see how far you can go oh, dear. on? Uh, yeah, sure, let's do it. Uh, <laughs> so we've got Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard, Squirtle, Wartortle, Blastoise. I'm going to have to stop you there. I'm going to want you to do it in a wrap. Ah. Uh, well, I won't be able it's to okay. do it in an order in a, in a wrap. <laughs> okay, carry on then. Okay, we're at number nine, Blastoise. <laughs> uh, Caterpie, Metapod, Butterfree, Weedle, Kakuna, Beedrill, Pidgey, Pidgeotto, Pidgeot. Yep. And then... Uh, this, this is number is 19. Uh, in that case, I want to say Spiro. <sighs> oh, that's where I was lost. It. 21. Was that... Oh, God. It's like okay, you get you get three, you get three misfires. Okay, so you've got two left. So is nineteen? It feels too early to be Pikachu. I know it's like oh no, this is Radita, isn't it? Yes, it's Radita. This is Radita, and then Radicate, and then Spiro, Firo, and then then it's Pikachu. Mm. No, so this, then it's then it's Ekans, isn't of, it? Yeah, Ekans and Arbok. Snake backwards. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Are you mm. kidding me? Never knew that. Never knew that. That's incredible. You just completely blew my mind. Nothing about Dynamite's going to be able to top that. <laughs> but then Pikachu and Raichu. Correct. And now I've I think I've hit a bit of a wall. And then is it Sandshrew? Yes. Sandshrew and Sandslash. Uh-huh. And then I don't think I've got an idea. Then it could be like any it could be one of uh, a bunch. I'll say Nidoran male. I'm gonna give it to you. It's Nidoran female. Oh no, it's Nidoran uh, male. No, it's Nidoran uh, female. I got okay. things the wrong way around. It's Nidoran okay. lady. Nidor Nidoran female. Nidorina. Nido Queen, Nidoran Male, Nidorino, Nido King. Then I want to say, like, Jigglypuff? It looks like Jigglypuff. That was your last life gone. Yeah. In that case, would it be like Clefairy or something? Mm -hmm. the, other, mm -hmm. the other useless normal type from the first gen? Yeah, the sexy one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to question that at all, but yeah. I, I, I think I could do decently well. Every so often, I'll like to go on just like Sporkle and do like one of those quizzes just to see how much stuff I can remember. And I'll do like the 151 Pokemon and see if I can get them all. And I never can, but I, I think I do decently well. But it's how I keep everything fresh in my mind. You're sharpening the tools. Exactly. Uh, in exactly. between the monthly battles. Well, you know, a lot of people probably join this to hear about one of the best 
TV matches of all time. Um, but we've made you wait with some Pokemon chat. So let's get into the show. Here's AEW. Let's get on to what everybody wants to talk about. We're a bit late starting this. We've already had three pages of Omega Chats. Thank you, everybody, because we're all very excited about one of the best TV matches ever. It's a big, big, bold claim. I'm not sure I can declare that myself, but we'll get into whether Tempest thinks that as well. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. What do you think? I think this is the best TV match I've ever seen. Mm. I, I will make the bold claim. This was wrestling excellence. <laughs> and I this will just be me gushing about this match for cool. the first couple of minutes. Because I, I got a little bit emotional watching this match, not going to lie. And... Would you like to guess at the part that got me emotional? Because I will—I um, don't think you'll be able to guess which part. The opening where Brian Danielson just walked out from the, the tunnel. The part that got me emotional in this match was when it was like five minutes in and he had Omega in like an arm bar or a chin lock or something like that. And the referee's going one. Two, three, four, and Brian lets go and says, I have till five. And there were thousands of people who all went, yeah, because this crowd knows. There were times during his, his run in WWE, one match in particular I remember was his match with Sheamus at Extreme Rules, the great two out of three falls match they had, where mm. he did the I have till five referee spot, and not a single person in that crowd knew what he was doing. And that's fine. He got over in WWE on his own merits and his own thing, and that's totally fine. But here, this is a crowd that knew Brian Danielson. They knew the American Dragon. And just seeing, like, they were doing the count, and he was looking the referee in the eyes. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna do the I have till five thing. He's going to do the Ring of Honor thing. And he did it, and the people popping for that just made, I was like, these are my people. These are my people. And it was in that moment that I was like, I absolutely wish I could have been there live for this. Mm. Like, I was already feeling that. But seeing that moment where I was just like, I... I, I want to be there popping for the I have till five referee thing. There was a, yeah, it was a fantastic crowd. Obviously, New York is a smart crowd anyway. But this was like, there's probably a traveling element to the audience as well yeah. for this particular show. So it's uber smart. This is the smartiest. Can you get a smarter crowd? I don't think so. Or I can't think of one where it would be. Maybe Chicago, I guess. But the, he also did the cattle mutilation, another nod yep. back to his pre-WWE days. Yeah, it really, I mean, from the moment Danielson came out, he looked, I recognized him as Danielson. But it was like someone had done a gritty reboot of the comic book, big beard, long hair. <laughs> yes, yes. You know, and I'm not, I don't want that to sound like I'm 
been down on WWE tenure, Brian, that Daniel Bryan. Because one of the things I, I think has been quite refreshing for Danielson is that he's been very vocal in thanking WWE, that open letter he published to them, just like putting over the company, saying he'll miss them. Now, now he's just doing this over here. And I think that was, that's a big part of this because you had all the ROH stuff and the pre-WWE references. But I felt like he combined that with all the big stage storytelling he learned in WWE. So it's like the perfect mesh of WWE and Indies to create this version of Brian Danielson. Such a complete performance. Like the pacing of this, the opening minute and a half, two minutes, they didn't even touch. It was Rock Hogan stuff. <laughs> it really was, though. This was like the hardcore wrestling version of a Rock Hogan, where you've had two guys that were in different promotions for like a decade, and they are effectively now like the two best wrestlers in the world, but at a hardcore indie work rate level instead of the Hulk Hogan, The Rock, WWE showmanship level. It's really interesting to look at it that way because, I mean, we never thought this match was going to happen. Brian was retired just a few years ago, and it mm. looked like he was never going to wrestle again. And now we've got this match, <clears throat> and oh, my goodness. Like, it, it just blew my socks off, you know. And Brian, Brian has said himself that he wrestled in WWE as a parody of real wrestling. And that's an interesting way to look at it, but you can definitely see he's one of the best wrestlers of all time in the ring. Oh, no yeah. questions asked. But you tell him to go and work the WWE style, and he'll do it, and it'll be great. But that's still the WWE style. You're still locked in a box. Seeing him wrestle this match, I was like, he's wrestling again. Like mm. he's actually doing professional wrestling where they go out there and they're, they're seeing how each other adjusts. They're doing the test of strength, all these tiny, like little things, the little things that you add into the beginning of a match and the storytelling aspects that you don't get to see in WWE. And it wasn't the big things that really blew me away in these matches. Like it was, it was that too, but it was the little details where it was all the things that you don't get to see in WWE and I could, you could just see him. He looked so happy to be doing this match. Um, it wasn't just Danielson, though, because I think this was Kenny Omega's, well, it was quite consciously a return to New Japan style Kenny Omega. I got strong. Of course, it went to a 30 minute time limit draw. So I just, I got so many Akada vibes from this match. Yeah. I, I thought this match would have fit right into the G1 climax. If they had just done this in Cork and Hall and gone the 30 minute draw, it would have been like one of the better matches of any G1. And even still, I think it's the best match that I've seen. I think it's the best singles match I've seen this year. I think it's the best TV match I've maybe wow. ever seen. And it just absolutely blew me away. You know, there were so many small details in the match. Like when Kenny went for the Phoenix Splash, I was just mm -hmm. like, mm, that is proper proper storytelling because i love me a little bit of golden lovers teases and it's especially true after seeing daniel or i guess stop doing that brian danielson yeah. uh calling him insecure and the elite insecure that he still goes back to the move that kota ibushi uses and i just it's a little thing 
And you might not even know that he just went for a move and missed it if you weren't paying attention to like the overall year by year story. But if you are paying attention, all the little things make this match that much better. Excalibur put over that move as well. I said like the last time we saw that was in the lights out match against John Moxley. So that's a move we haven't seen Omega pull out for uh, two years. Yeah. Which is a remarkable restraint. I thought everyone was on fire. I thought the commentary did an excellent job. I thought Paul Turner, the referee, like he was that. So the story of the match, 30 minute time limit draw, obviously. Um, but it was the real emotional high point or jeopardy, I suppose, was midway through when, because it's pretty evenly matched until Omega hit this Snapdragon on Danielson on the LED entrance ramp. Mm-hmm. And then he r- sprinted the length of the entrance ramp and hit this sick V trigger on Danielson on the ropes. When he was running, I was like, oh, okay, I know the indie wrestling. This is where Danielson hits him with the knee. But no, right. it was like this was proper story based. And it was telling the story of Danielson, history of neck and sort of head and concussion injuries. And now I have just murdered him. And Danielson's like spasm selling. And Paul Turner's right in there all the time being like, are you OK? And I just like there's a part of me that just goes, is he is he OK? <laughs> like, And apparently um, there was a he sort of was selling his wrist a lot. He is fine backstage. Lots of people backstage were apparently concerned for Danielson's wrist. No, he's just a worked good him. professional wrestler. <laughs> he worked them. He worked everyone. He is a professional wrestler. Mm. It just it then, warms my heart. It really so does. They then, you know, just kept on going back and forth, like loads of fantastic spots, too many to go into, really. And we get that the one criticism I have of this is that on commentary, it was put over as a 30-minute time limit right at the start, which was weird because it's usually 20-minute time limit. Mm-hmm. And then they did not acknowledge the time limit until a minute before the end. And it even, even then, it wasn't that great. It was like Justin Roberts going, like, I didn't yeah. even hear it properly. And so then, the, and I think it was a smart crowd, so the crowd aware that a 30-minute time limit draw is probably the best way around this. But you've got to be adding that tension. You've got to be saying 10 minutes, 20 minutes, five minutes remaining. They do it in matches that don't go that length. They, they yeah. used to always do the 10-minute time call. Yeah, I can only imagine that they were trying. They probably thought that a time call <clears throat> would get booed because people will. I think a lot of people kind of figured that there was at least a chance that this match will go to a time limit draw. Mm. And if there was any mention of 10 minutes gone by, 20 remaining, 20 minutes gone by, 10 remaining, I think all of those announcements would have gotten booed a little bit. And I think they were probably trying to keep the the fans from from doing that and distracting from the overall match. But I do agree that it's like it's the little detail that if you're going to do it all the time, you got to do it in matches where the time limit draw is going to be the finish, too. I think they've overthought that. If if you reckon that's the the reasoning why they would have done it, I think that's overthinking. Um, because it would have it it's the story they were telling. They they missed out a big part of it. Still best batch of the year. But um it gets to when it gets to the final bit, you know, they ding ding ding, that's it, time expired. It's not like Danielson was just about to get the win. They were neck and neck. 
So it's quite mm. a different way of doing that time limit draw to set up a title match where one guy has a distinct advantage. And Kenny Omega's even tweeted out, kayfabe, of course, uh, no rematch. <laughs> so expect <laughs> Don Callis to be an absolute prick in the next couple of weeks. We gave you your match. You didn't beat him. You can't have the uh. title shot. <laughs> so so excellent i was interested to see if they were going to do that whether have kenny hit the one-winged angel or have brian hit the knee and then the bell rings it's like they hit the knee they both lie there mm. and the bell rings oh but it, he got the last hit if he had made the cover you never know they didn't do that and to me that was like interesting because even in the famous uh kenny okada match Okada had hit the Rainmaker, and he was crawling to the cover as the bell rang. So it was like, well, it's a draw, but even still, he was probably considered the winner, at least mentally. And we didn't get that. So I don't, I mean, Brian doesn't necessarily have like the I almost beat you kind of thing going for him if he wants a title match, but they'll be able to spin this however way they want, where they had the best match ever. And who doesn't want to see a rematch? And you know, if this goes 60 minutes that you'll, I'll beat you this time. And Oh, what a, what a performance. I could talk about this for the entire episode. And Danielson then sort of out of frustration, I guess, locked in the label lock anyway, after the bell, they can he tap. I, I think the the elite broke it up before he could tap. I yeah. I, I don't think I saw a tap. And then the elite, uh, well, Adam Cole and the Young Bucks super triple super kicked Danielson and Jurassic Express and Christian ran down for the save. Uh, oh, by the way, that was the opening thing on the show. <laughs> Should have probably put that put that out on Front Street. And um, what do you what do you make of that positioning? They've done it with CM Punk's Rampage debut, of course, putting the the, the huge the main event on first. I think it's. I was surprised by it. Of course, I thought this was going to be the main event of the show, like I think a lot of people did. But I think it makes sense because if you put it in the main event, you have to start it at like half past the hour or earlier. And then maybe you telegraph the finish a little bit, just like, well, why are they giving him so much time? You know, if you put it in the opening slot, you can have this match go mm. any amount of time, and fans aren't consciously thinking about that. So I do think that. For the sake of the show, maybe it would have. It... Watching this show, I don't have any complaints about how they positioned anything. Really, I thought the whole show was brilliant. It's like uh, it's kind of similar to that neck and neck draw. It's a genuine draw. It's not the usual way that those angles have been done in the past or, or recent past. Nor is putting the main event on as the opener. But I don't think that's bad. I think it's actually quite refreshing to to have it in this way around. Last thing on this match before we get on into your Omega chats, of which we have five pages, <laughs> loads of them. Thank you. Uh, is so there's this great bit, like five minutes from the end, where Danielson fires up, and I and he starts uh, trying to kick Omega in the head, and Danielson has been saying all week, "I want the crowd to chant." you're going to get your head kicked in. And I feel like that was him saying to the crowd, okay, now do that chant. I want this to be my new chant. And they didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 tough. I don't think that's a particularly like chantable thing. 
You know, like it, it doesn't have the flow where it's like the four syllables so you can go, you know, clap, 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 clap or anything you like that. You are such a North American wrestling fan. Over here, oh, we make any pop song into a chant. <laughs> yeah, maybe you'd have a better shot at getting this one over in the UK. Maybe not. I don't know. But it's going to be tough for him to get people to not do the yes chance. Like that's such an easy catchy thing even if he doesn't want people to do the yes chance can't say that we'll get we'll get copyright claimed if you say i see we got a cease and desist A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Right, well, let's get into your Omega Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Please get them in there. We'll read out every one over five US dollars. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. I'm 37 and grew up watching WCW and WWE. I can honestly say I feel 16 again. Omega Danielson was amazing and Time Limit Draw was right for me. Do it again. The whole show was great. I'm so thankful for AEW. When we just had WWE, I was so close to quitting wrestling. Good thing we had ROH New Japan and WrestleTalk. I've watched Wrestle Talk since the TV days, and you guys have played a huge part in my enjoyment of wrestling. Happy 10 years and to 10 more. We love you all. Swath Nation forever. Jam that jam. Jam that jam that AEW jam. It's actually today. I, is the, I know. It's the 10-year anniversary of our first like proper video on the YouTube channel. And I've uh, been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen Guzman. I was there live for the show and it was amazing. Omega versus Danielson might be my favorite match ever just because I was there live for it. Great crowd all night. Some ladies saw that I wore an Iron Man jersey and yelled, Tony Stark died for our sins. Spoilers. Oh dear. Charles Berg. Charlie. Watching Brian wrestle is like watching a master sushi chef cut fish. The skill. And the effortless nature. Also, has anybody ever done a Frankenstein counter to the one-winged angel? PlayStation emailed me yesterday. Your boy secured a PS5. Hooray for me. Well done, Charles. That Hooray was a great counter. Sure was. Oh, man. I just, I love the counter work in this match. They just went back and forth with so many different creative counters to all of their moves. Oh, I just love it. And I'm... <laughs> I can't think of one right off the top of my head, but I know that people have done the the reverse Rana into uh, into out of the one winged angel before. I think Okada did it in the first match. Kamau, I can't believe AEW had to resort to piping in fake crowd noise <laughs> in the Prime versus Omega match. Just kidding, of course. The AEW crowd has been amazing these past few shows, and their energy always makes the shows more fun to watch. It's got a lot of momentum. 
Will Campbell. Hey guys, I was at the show last night. Oh, so many of you were at the show. And you would have thought the roof was going to come off several times during the DB Kenny match. There were so many insane near falls. My heart was pounding for several minutes after time expired. Absolutely electric. Van Twinblade. John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Here we go. Versus John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt was amassing. <laughs> Reference to that PWG match. Yep. OGP, yeah, you know me, went to my first official show last night with my best friend, who also has never been to a wrestling show and doesn't watch wrestling consistently. Lines for concessions were, oh, so long. So my first match live was Kenny versus Brian. Hashtag blast. Hashtag this is wrestling. Hashtag LIW for life. Yeah. Buzz. Absolutely loved how Kenny could have won if he did not interrupt the 10 count, leading to how easily Brian could have won if he had that extra 10 seconds at the end. If only Omega stepped in earlier. I, I don't really see that as part of the story here, actually. Yeah, I, I think they were just evenly <clears throat> matched. Hmm. I didn't see any real point in the match where, oh, Kenny could have gotten the win if he wasn't such an arrogant prick. And, you know, if he, you know... There wasn't a moment where he pulled the shoulders up or he was too cocky to make a quick cover or anything like that. I think they just weren't able to beat each other in 30 minutes. Do you That's think? A story. And it is. It is. When they eventually do the rematch, probably for the title, would you have them go an hour? That's a long time. Um, what, just do the complete template of... A Carter Omega, but with a uh, Omega and Danielson. (laughs) I I re-listened to Daniel Bryan's Yes autobiography Mm -hmm. um, the other week, and he talked about wanting to do a two and a half hour match with Austin Aries. And watching this, I was like, "Oh God, (laughs) (laughs) he wants to do it." Yeah, they they were going to do an Iron Man match on an indie show and have each fall go an hour. And they did the hour for the first fall, and he wanted to do it, but he was like, I'm going to lose the crowd. And then they did yeah. two quick falls to get out of there. It was like an hour and ten minute match. Um, I I wouldn't, just because the Akada Omega similarities. What about you? I think I'd do it. I think you could make the match different enough that I don't think you can just never do an hour draw again. With it, and I know that Kenny Omega being in both will lead to comparisons, but I know that Brian Danielson wants to do another hour match. I think this is the best shot that he's got at doing one, and I think it would just be absolutely great. You could, if if you really want to push the envelope of of the art form, I guess you could do an hour long draw as their second match, and just be like these two guys, like. How are we? How are we going to decide who's better? And mm-hmm. then you could do like a, I don't know, a seventy-minute ladder match. Yeah. Uh, Lakshma Narish Simhan B. The best series of matches: Punk versus Joe. This is number one. Uh, Omega versus Akada. Dragon versus Omega. Uh, is it? It is going to be a series. Punk versus Cena. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't necessarily agree with those rankings, but those are all great. The intangible one, Cliff Beard. Not only do I think this is one of AEW's best TV matches ever, but I think this is one of Omega's best AEW matches, period, because of no stupid interference spots from Dingo Don or The Elite. It was just straight up fire. Yeah, did did not miss any interference. Uh, Ket, 
The Kenny versus Brian match was great. I knew it was going to be a time limit draw, but the way it went felt, but the way it went felt flat to me. That being said, it didn't take anything away from the match. This match reminded me why I love pro wrestling so much. Interesting. Certainly didn't feel flat to me, but to each their own. So I haven't done many podcasts with Tempest, but I'm getting to learn that interesting means he disagrees with me. <laughs> You're calling me out, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> OGP, yeah, you know me. They did a five minute and one minute remaining over the system, but you could barely hear over the noise. Oh, okay. Didn't de definitely didn't hear the five minute. AW having sound issues, but they didn't do the normal 10 second countdown though. There was some booze still, but nobody was mad, just wanted to boo. LOL. Uh, James Hanley. The Brian Kenny match is the kind of match where I watch it and believe that wrestling is not predetermined. Two people who are so talented and so in sync with each other that reality fantasy almost fold into each other. Wrestling can be real if you let it be. Uh, Nate S. Kenny used Apollo's quote. Apollo Creed told Rocky, ain't gonna be no rematch, and then dropped the title to him in the next movie. Oops, spoilers. Lol. By the way, please no Rampage spoilers. Don't worry. No Rampage spoilers here. Spoiled it for myself, though. God damn it. God yeah. damn it, me. <laughs> Couldn't help myself. Uh, one last salute, 1014. I'll just do a few more here. Uh, I was at the show last night. I, I like Daniel Bryan from WWE and Kenny, but I think I love Bryan Danielson now. I only know WWE Daniel Bryan for reference. I can say there was an attempt for head kick in chance, but they never lined up. Also, congrats to Luke Owen. D-A-D. Uh, Steve Mikulich. Hey guys, I was there last night and I have to say that the match was electric. They did say how much time was left a few times and no one seemed to notice. There were a ton of boos when the time limit was reached, but was quickly killed off by the super elite. That was smart booking to have the elite mm -hmm. run out there. Uh, and finally for now, Bodega Vega. Hi guys, will Luke have a big brave boy or a girl? Not sure if already mentioned the 10, 5 and 1 minute marks were announced, but were drowned out by the crowd. Excalibur mentioned that as well towards the end. Great interview with Ricky Starks. Thank you very much. You can watch that on this channel. It went up on Monday. What a nice guy. I'm starting to think he isn't a heel. And it's just an act. <laughs> yeah, he's got such natural heel heat. You know, it's it's a very natural arrogance to him. But you get him in an interview, and he's just a nice guy. What a good What a good wrestler he is. Right, so we'll get into the AEW Dynamite Grand Slam full review now. Uh, but just a quick mention. Hey, Patreons! It's Fanquizzlemania tonight. That means all of you Patreons can battle against each other, $10 a month or more, to see who is this month's winner of the Fanquizzlemania trophy. Tempest is going to be there. Andy's going to be there doing the hosting um, yeah, it's a fun old time. Yeah, it's fun. Just come out and we're going to have a good time. It's very relaxed, very low-key, and we're going to do some some wacky trivia, and I get to ask some of the trivia questions. You get the trivia questions that come out of my brain. I I was in the office with Andy and Pete yesterday, and just I, I would look over at Andy's screen, and he is 
creating a mule, you know, like a, a sort of horse. Is it, is it a horse and donkey, a mule? Yeah. 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 So a mule, and he's replacing the legs with a wrestler's legs. Oh, boy. And he, he said, it's extreme mules. <laughs> and he's I the said, only one that would think of this stuff. And I looked at it, and I was like, Andy, nobody's going to get that. <laughs> I, how are you going to work out a re that wrestler by their legs? And he was like, it's this person. I was like, even that, even now you've told me I don't see it. So if you want to have that kind of ridiculous fun, go and sign <laughs> up to WrestleTalk's Patreon. Uh, and that is today. Uh, the details are on the Patreon page. Right, so this show, we'll do the play-by-play -play now. What did you think of the staging? I thought it was good. It was very, uh, it's not very often that we get to see <laughs> Andy Datsun's in the chat saying, stop shaming me. <laughs> uh, it's not very often that we get to see the, the light up ramp in AEW that I was, I was very interested to see again. You know, I think it's only, it's been since like revolution of last year, if I'm not mistaken, since we got like an led screen ramp. I think it's very cool. You know, it's something that I think they should do more often for their big shows. But I was really into it. You know, they, of course, the building was huge and the stadium seating went all the way behind the, the entrance ramp and everything. And it just mm. made it feel like a really big atmosphere show. Yeah, I hope they run it again. It feels like it, they've done such a good job promoting it as a place. I mm. feel like it's now charged with all this historically significant energy like the cow palaces you know or right i don't know that place nwa did that the chase that's it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so we we've already covered the brian danielson versus omega match uh and then like after that oh here's cm punk yeah honestly when he came out that it, this was the most I don't know, I just had like an out-of-body experience, not an out-of-body experience, but, you know, like a, a sort of realisation of, oh, damn, this is actually a roster. I don't mm -hmm. know why I haven't felt it click like the way I did watching this show before. I know what you mean, you know. Every so often I will have to remind myself that CM Punk is not just like an attraction, that has come in for a, a little run here. Like he's part of the roster and he's out here to cut a promo and talk about his match on Friday. And just seeing something like that. And every so often, once that sets in, I was like, Oh, this is so cool. You know, we've <laughs> got CM Punk back, especially when he cuts a promo like this, like, Oh my goodness. What a promo. I was saying during the week that I was really looking forward to seeing CM Punk come out with a little bit of that bite to him where he comes out and cuts like a really fiery <clears> promo <throat> as opposed to just like, hey, come watch my match against Darby Allen. So happy to be here. And there was still a lot of that, but there was a lot more like fire and passion to it this week. What a promo. Like, I thought this was just the best promo that he's cut since his uh, his return promo. Obviously, that was different. But since then, this is the best thing that he's done. I absolutely love this. Yeah, he even referenced those sorts of comments being like, people say they want the old fire back and, you know, uh, okay. And he called out Team Taz. He said the, the brilliant line at the end was, uh, it's not my job to wake you up, it's my job to tuck you in. Rampage this Friday, Powerhouse Hobbs goes to sleep. It's just like, oof. Yeah, exactly what it needed to be. 
uh, every time he does start every promo off though with i love being here i love yep. wrestling again it's mine i'm like you are so turning heel this is just all <laughs> all a build to the heel turn in, a, in next year um and he hugs Stephen amell at ringside his stars co-stars then we got MJF versus Brian Pillman. Very solid TV match uh, with a bit of context behind it because this has been a feud for the last uh, couple of weeks. MJF is a douchebag who used Julia Hart as a shield and uh, ended up sort of using that distraction to catch Pillman in the salt of the earth armbar to make him tap. I thought, I thought we might have gotten a little bit more out of Pillman in this match in the sense where... <laughs> I was kind of expecting this to be one of those matches, kind of like Edge and Kurt Angle back in 2000 and, uh, 2001, uh, or 2002, rather, where Edge gets over even in defeat just by having like a brilliant performance with a main event guy. And I think that was still kind of what we got here and why we got the buildup from the last few weeks as opposed to just this being a, a like a throwaway match on, on television. So I think Brian Pillman comes out of this looking better, but I was hoping for him to like, almost get mjf at some mm. point and we didn't quite get that moment but it was still a good match i don't think mjf's character allows for that kind of match i guess he had that fantastic match with sammy guevara mm -hmm. um but it's not like oh man they can both hang because it like mjf is still pretty young as well and it's still a surprise to me sometimes that he can wrestle so good because i look at him and i think the miz <laughs> and that's, he's he's so much more than that. Uh, oh God, nobody send that to him. It, it'll take it out of context. And you know, we're best friends. The way he respects my hairline and stuff. Your hairline yeah, looks no. much better since he made that comment. Like it's filled in very nicely. Yeah. Well, he he, he saw the potential in it. Obviously. Mm. Uh, after that, we got Hager and Jericho kind of promo on Men of the Year. They have the tag match on a Rampage. Oh, boy. I forgot this thing happened. Malachi Black versus Cody Rhodes in a Cody Rhodes match. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what's happened here. I'm a big fan <laughs> of Cody Rhodes. I love Cody. And I'm I don't Cody. I don't know where this turn happened people just decided one day that they hated cody rhodes it was like around revolution this year where we he came out for the ladder match and they were just like you know what no we've had enough of cody rhodes get him out of here oh man and now i guess they're going heel with them because they're kind of getting booked into a corner here like the fans are telling them what they want mm. to see and that's cody rhodes as a heel and I guess that's the direction we're going to go because we were seeing a lot of heel play here from Cody. I Cody plays heel in a lot of matches where he's a babyface, though. He plays to the crowd in that regard, I think, because he was getting booed. He's a smart worker. But I, whenever I think, because I do agree with you, but whenever I think that, I think about Cody's interviews that he's done where he's like, no, like John Cena told me, stay true to yourself. You're a babyface. And when we had Nate on, from the website who went to an AEW show, he was like, a lot of the adults were booing Cody. All the kids loved Cody. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I think it's difficult. 
But this match, I'll run through the story because, uh, well, you know what? I'll do the story elements that mattered first. Cody took on Malachi Black. He worked over he worked, work over his leg, Black's leg, mm -hmm. to take out from the, uh, obviously, the kick. And then Cody sort of knocked the referee. Referee looked away. Black missed to the face. And Malachi got the roll up with Cody sort of blinded. In addition to that, we have Brandy Rhodes getting in the ring, yeah. sitting down cross-legged in front of Malachi Black at mouthing F.U. and giving him the finger. We had Arn Anderson getting on the ring apron, missing his spot, having to try and get round the ring post awkwardly, not doing that and falling off, <laughs> then getting back on the ring apron, getting knocked over by Cody, and then Cody, like... Had che checked on Arn. Are you okay, Arn? And Arn's like, ah, oh, don't worry about me. Get on with the match. So a lot of a lot of smoke that this match didn't need. I I kind of love it though because it's kind of a Cody match. I'm I'm in for a bonkers time where a lot of stuff is not necessary. But I do like the the larger cast of characters. Like a Cody match should involve at least ten people from his side. <laughs> yeah, I think if Arn didn't fall off the apron i don't think that this would have come across quite so overbooked just because it was like they, they drew so much attention to it when he fell that it's like oh what's happening it distracted from the match i think it's fine how it was booked because you want all of your matches to feel different and this is just this is the match with a little bit more smoke and mirrors than, than the other ones, and that's kind of what sets it apart from the rest of the card. And I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing. And I thought that the finish with the mist is like really cool. I love the mist finish, no matter who uses it. I always think that that's like cool. It always seems to come out of nowhere. And I just like Cody Rhodes matches. You know, I, I've always thought that he's like a really good wrestler, and I don't think people give him enough credit for the wrestler that he is. You know, he had his amazing TNT Championship Open <clears throat> Challenge thing last year and had good matches every week. And it's like most people have just kind of forgotten about that. You know, he goes out and he has good matches a lot of the time. Well, so we, we saw the same thing with Cena. Like he'll occasionally yeah. put on a really good match. We'd be like, ah, damn it, that was good. But boo! <laughs> Next time we saw him. I, I do agree. I love Cody. I actually do get a kick out of these just bonkers matches. Like you can say... Brandy getting in the ring and doing the cross-legged. That was awesome. That was right at the start of the match. It was a cool little spot. But it's incredibly superficial. It's like a high spot and that means nothing, but it's it's not a high spot wrestling move. It's just a stunt angle with with people in the match. Uh well, most most often people not in the match. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I so the, the interesting thing coming out of this is like you've said, the booze for Cody. He's ignored them so far. But the black mist into the face, the idea of the House of Black, maybe that's something Malachi's recruiting for. Could you see the black mist maybe infecting Cody? Uh, it depends on how 80s they want to go with this, really. Because, I mean, you go back to the late 80s. So that's yeah, I know. 80s. <laughs> and, you know, you go back to like the late 80s and early 90s where it's like all oh, the different colors of the mist will do different things to you. It's like the black mist blinds you and puts you out for months. But the red mist does this and the green mist does that. I don't know if they're going to go quite that 
far because that's to me a little bit hokey. If it was me, I would just have this be like the finish, just the end of the match. Um, I will be interested to see if they do the House of Black thing going forward, because I think a lot of people have been saying like, oh, the Butcher and the Blade would do so well with with Malachi Black. Mm. And you'd have to kind of work around, you know, the Hardy family thing in order to get them there. But it's just a bit of booking in it. You just got to do that. Find a creative way to do it and you can get there. Have Arn Anderson deflect some kicks, fall over, and then hey, presto. Yeah. Put your blade and bunny with, with Malachi Black. Easy peasy. After that, we had FTR versus Darby Allen and Sting, which was a whole load of fun. So Sting, fun. I mean, Sting can move really well. This was T-shirt Sting. We didn't get the full outfit Sting that we had uh, uh, all out. Um, it was his... It was the match that they had against 2.0 mm. on Dynamite. Oh, so it was on TV. Ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but to make up for no T-shirt, but for, to make up for the T-shirt, FTR just like, I don't know how they did it. They were just bumping and working around Sting. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like an optical illusion. They were moving <laughs> so fast, FTR, like tag in, tag out. Perfect tag team wrestling that respected the rules and made sense. Love this. I love this match. It wasn't like the the classic, brilliant FTR Young Bucks or FTR DIY matches that we're used to, but it was so cool just to see them in the ring with Sting. You know, like that's just one of those moments where, again, who would have thought a few years ago that we were ever going to see the Revival and Sting in the ring together? And now that we've seen it, like you just need to have the two guys go in there, or in this case, the three or four guys go in there and just have a basic match. And because of who they are, it already elevates it that much more. And this was just an example of that. You know, I saw this and I was, I just had a smile on my face the whole time. Cool finish as well. We got the usual one member of FTR is in a submission hold. The other member stops them. So it was cash stopping Dax from tapping through the rope. So he's on the apron and Darby just coffin drops Cash Wheeler on the apron. Great spot. And then Dax tapped. Um, yeah, I, I totally concur. So happy for FTR. This was a fun match, but there's a, there's a part of me that's like, I want FTR to do stuff that's more important. Not that this isn't important, but I want, I want them to be elevated more. I agree, and I've seen a lot of discourse online about FTR and their positioning. It's like, oh, they're just jobbers to the stars. And I think that's a little bit too strong. I think this is just kind of AEW's way of giving them something to do and having them be fairly low in the rankings while the plan is not them against the Lucha Brothers. I think that we Mm. will get there. It's just not their turn yet. So until it's their turn, you have to have them lose against someone. You know, it's the same thing like when Hangman Page lost to to Brian Cage on television. And a lot of people went like, oh, what's this about? It's just it wasn't his time to be the number one contender. So he had to lose a match. And I think that's kind of the similar thing here where it's not their time to be the number one contenders and go up for the tag titles. So they have to lose a couple matches. But when it is their turn, they're going to go on win a million matches in a row and go to a pay-per-view and have a great match there. So I do think that's still coming. It's just not their time. 
What do you make of Darby and Sting going against the Lucha Bros? Because I feel like they've got a few tag team win. You know, they've got a they've won all their tag team matches this year. Mm-hmm. I think that's a decent little encounter. I think it would be so fun. Yeah. You know, it would just be that isn't very that is a very interesting clash of styles. Like FTR and the Lucha Brothers would be a clash of styles. This would really be a clash of styles. With Sting, I don't really see doing a whole bunch of lucha spots in this match. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I will absolutely <laughs> have my mind blown in this. But I do think that you need a few more wins for sure. And it'll be one of those deals where all, all of their wins come in like far more spread out than all the other tag teams, of course, because this is dating back to double or nothing mm. when Sting had his return match. But if you just have that win-loss record stay perfect for a little bit longer, then you can justify having them get a title shot. And once you get to that point, maybe this is like the the end of the year special dynamite. You know, like mm. all the, the rankings are going to reset next year, so we got to do this before that. Yeah. Let's have it be on a big special in December. Maybe not a pay-per-view, but you can do it then. How about the anniversary of Sting and AEW? That was, you know, mm. winter is coming episode. That was 9th of December last year. The the show around that time. That'd be quite I a like nice it. Bookend. Um, and our main event was Ruby Soho taking on Britt Baker for the AEW women's title. Uh, this was a very, you know, really decent match. It's <laughs> everything that came before it, uh, apart from the Pillman uh, MJF match, I think sort of, over overshadowed it but it was a good match just sort of let down by this for me at least by the finish which was rebel gets on the apron and jamie hader gets on the apron and the blah 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 baker wins with the lockjaw i just i'm just ever since hater joined that faction i don't like it as much i almost want Britt baker as a solo act yeah i thought the finish to this was kind of lame I mean, unless you're going right back to a Ruby Soho match for the title on the pay-per-view or something or down the road, then I could maybe see the justification for doing the DQ, but otherwise I would have just liked these two great women's wrestlers to go out and have like a 20-minute match and have it be great and just have one of them win. Just have Britt Mm. Baker be the better wrestler here, especially if... I don't know what the plan for full gear is. If I was booking, it would be... Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa, but I don't know if we're going to get there just yet, but I would have had a big, a big win here for Britt Baker, as opposed to one that kind of has a flat finish, especially if this is how you're going to go off the air. Yeah, it's weird that they've got quite a few masters for this event. And I, 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 I think it's an incredible feat what they've done because of course, uh, rampage, has already been taped. It is the two hours that happened after this live broadcast of Dynamite. Someone, uh, I think it was over, it was last week, someone chatted in, or maybe that was on Raw, uh, on the Raw show. They were like, ah, I'm only going to the new, I'm only going to the Wednesday episode. I won't get to see (laughs) the the big eight-man tag and stuff. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's the same show. It's just pre-recorded. So that... Yeah, hats off to them for structuring a pay-per-view card live, which is going to be split into a live two-hour TV show and then a pre-recorded two-hour show two days later. That's that's amazing. It's very impressive. 
You know, just putting this card together in this building with this many fans is very impressive. You know, I think I could be wrong, but Andrew Zarian was saying earlier this week that the Rampage taping was like split in half and they did half of it before Dynamite and then half of it after Dynamite. And I, I think that's even more interesting that you're you're blocking out the whole show. I haven't seen uh, any of the spoilers, of course, because uh, I, I don't want to be spoiled. I know one thing, but that's it. I haven't looked at when they actually did everything. But if that was the plan, I think that's also a very interesting way to to block out the show. I think that's that probably is it, isn't it? Because you don't want to start your live audience with Danielson Omega. You probably put right. on... Yeah, the hour of stuff beforehand. Yeah, that makes more more sense. I am just mm-hmm. grabbing the results of our poll to flash up on the screen for us. What uh, what would you give this show out of five? I'd give this a six. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I I will be a total AEW mark for this. Any any show that has this Brian Danielson Kenny Omega match on it is like perfect in my eyes. The same way that the CM Punk Rampage debut was the the a 5 out of 5 mm-hmm. show just off of that one segment. This is at least a 5 out of 5 just based on that opening match. Yeah, that opening match for me 6 or 7 out of 5. The rest of the show are 4 out of 5. So yeah. 5 out of 5 for me. The great stuff and everyone agrees. We've got five out of five at 79%, one of the highest proportions we've ever seen there. Four out of five had 15%. And then uh, just, what's that? An accumulative 7% thought the show was either middle of the roads or under. So quite well received. Interesting tidbit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Interesting tidbit as well. I, I and I'm guessing here, but I can't imagine it not. This will be the first five star match of Brian Danielson's career. Has he not had? Has he not had one? He's not had one yet. There were a lot of four and three quarters and stuff like that, like with his match, and a lot of them just didn't get rated because it's difficult to watch old Ring of <laughs> Honor stuff back in the day with his matches with like Nigel McGuinness and Samoa Joe and stuff like that, but. I can't imagine this getting anything less than five stars. So for anyone who cares about Dave Meltzer's, yeah, anyone who cares about Dave Meltzer's uh, star ratings, it'll be a a neat little little tidbit because for years people have said Sid has a five-star match and Brian Danielson doesn't. Yeah. Well, people don't agree with Meltzer's star rating systems until he does a match they like very highly. Exactly. Uh, well, yeah, that sort of, yeah. I th- I think it will probably be a five star match as well. Just knowing how. Do you, do you think it will break the five? I don't think it will break the five. I don't know. Maybe if if it was me rating it, I, it would. I think <laughs> I think this match was just the most incredible thing I've seen on mm. a television wrestling show like ever. So I would I would give it a nice big cushy <laughs> five and a half six star rating something like that. But we'll we'll see. What about ratings, uh, like TV ratings? They did a 0.4... Was it Was it 0.52 was the one, the post-all-out show that beat Raw in that demo? Mm-hmm. What do you think overall viewership and demo predictions? It's, it's real interesting. This could be their biggest number since their debut. This could beat the post-all-out episode. I don't know. It's so... 
ratings and all that sort of thing are so finicky for me where it's just like mm. it could be this it could be that who knows who knows what people were watching on wednesday i don't think there was a ton of competition like there was no major news event that happened last night there was no major baseball game or or anything like that to draw to draw viewers away so maybe i would see it at least matching the post all out show i don't think it's going to be was- raw or anything but which was 1.3 1.35 i think it was about that yeah around 1.4 ish yeah yeah i think i think 1.3 1.4 mm. and similar demo so raw did a 0.49 in the demo on monday so yeah we'll see yeah we'll find out in four hours i always sit on brian alvarez's twitter you know yep. just waiting for the numbers <laughs> refreshing 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 Okay, well, let's uh, do some Patreon shout-outs before we get into the rest of your wonderful Omega chats. If you want to partake in Fanquizzlemania, which is today, go over to WrestleTalk's Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Sign up at a $10 level. You can take part in that tonight. And for all our $25 or above backers, you get a shout-out on this very show. So thank you. Always shining, Garrett Albright. Yeah. The easiest name to pronounce. Josh Rosowskis. Yeah. <laughs> Le Chef de la Tribu links the sun. Yeah. The heir to the throne, Kate Ayers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian Nullum Boyd. Yeah. yeah. Manipulating, Manny Umaria. Yeah. I can take some kind of bump. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. The man with the scoops. Sean Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Those might have blended together because I saw Sean and Ross next to each other. I think those are different names. The man with the scoops, Sean. And then there's Ross Pooper Scooper Cooper. Interesting. Yeah. It all blends together. So yeah, double yeah. Wrestle Talk's personal problem. How dare you? <laughs> Wrestle personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Yeah. Yeah. He's got two first names, Matt Howard. Yeah. Yeah. And David Lucasfilm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get on with your uh, Omega Chats. Only six pages to get through. Thank you, everybody. As let's rattle through these. Bobby G, kick his head in. Tony P. Hey, boys, just got back home from seeing Grand Slam. A long bus ride. I also hear you wanted... Uh, I also hear you wanted that you going to get your head kicked in, Chant. Well, let me tell you, you may not have heard it, but it was happening a lot, but may have been muted down. Interesting. Uh, Ursi18, you're going to get your head kicked in as a better chant cadence. You're going to get your head kicked in. Uh-uh. 
Zarif the first, Brian versus Kenny would have been a six star match if it was in the Tokyo Dome. I don't Arthur know Ash. about that. Arthur Ashe kind of dome like. Yeah. See, like that those those kind of criticisms, the Tokyo Dome <coughs> joke and everything, worked a lot better when it was like WWE matches where the fans just kind of sat on their hands and didn't really react to everything. The crowd for this was so ridiculously hot. I don't think this match would have been better in front of any other crowd. Matthew Robinson, question for you guys. I left wrestling before Daniel Bryan did a lot of his WWE stuff and came back as he was winning the title. And I don't understand the love affair with him. What does he mean to you guys? Still love the match tonight. Means a lot. Honestly, means a lot. He's he's one of the pioneers of this indie wrestling style in WWE. Where when he signed, it was CM Punk and it was Daniel Bryan. That's it. Anyone else that came through got fired. Like Colt Cabana was there for a cup of coffee and wasn't pushed. And then this was before the times of Seth Rollins and and Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and all these guys that kind of populated the, the roster for a while. Where it was a guy who wrestled a style that a lot of us were fans of. And he made it work on the big stage. You know, it's like seeing the little the little independent film actor go into a blockbuster and kill it. You know, it means a little bit more than if you just see, you know, Tom Cruise go up and do Mission Impossible 9 and do it. Because you know that's going to work. This shouldn't have worked, and it still did. Also, similar to Punk, he was, a, he was against the corporate machine. Like, WWE did not want him to succeed, and we all did. And it was because so many fans cheered for him with that yes chant that WWE changed their booking on the bit on to, to create one of the best WrestleManias ever. So yeah, he is. Well, I think a lot of people feel not ownership over him. That's that's probably too much, but yeah, sort of entwined with his career and rise. He's Stephen Guzman, such a nice guy. I think that plays a big part of it. He's so mm. nice. He's a good guy. You know, you can attach yourself onto that a little bit easier. Stephen Guzman. In life, certain things inspire a person. Seeing my father get into shape at 52. Seeing my nephew walk for the first time. And now seeing Malachi Black defeat Cody Rhodes. I'm inspired to go back to school. What a feel-good story. Good does defeat evil. <laughs> I think that's sarcastic. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit of a, a little bit of a joke there. Keith Lloyd. Cody has definitely been working on his dad bod. Also, could AEW be the first major promotion to have a sa sa Satanist babyface? That crowd was hot for anything Black did. Miro versus Black around Christmas will be a great gift for everyone. Oh, I hadn't even thought of Miro versus Black. That's very yeah. exciting. I like the sound of that. OGP, yeah, you know me. Since my friend only watched like the first episode of AEW and was so confused why everyone in our section was booing Cody, and I explained they just didn't want Black to lose, and he was like, F that. He started this company, no? I'm like, they'll cheer next time. No, I don't think they will. <laughs> they want People to don't like him. him. Yeah, they want to boo Cody. James Hanley. Cody needs to book a match where he wins... <laughs> <laughs> where he wins due to a rude Goldberg device-like contraption found in the board game Mousetrap. Like he throws a belt that hits a lever, that shoots an arrow, that pops a balloon, and a net falls. It would be less convoluted. Goodness me. <laughs> you, you've also forgot Arn Anderson needs to be on a, a sort of like platform. Yeah. Fall off and then knock the next part of the machine. Mayor of Painesville, Dan. 
Hey guys, me again. Got a comment on Cody. Today people said AEW has outgrown the need of Cody, etc. That is BS from me. That USA thing has not done him any favours. It was simply awkward, but he brings a different style to the ring that can be fire. Match of the year 2019, by the way. It's very true. It's amazing how far we've come from that Cody and Dustin match. Mm. You know? like These are the same fans that love that. The emotion behind Cody and Dustin. Wild. Two years is a long time, particularly the last two years, yeah. and uh, wrestling fans are fickle. So, and that, that, I'm not saying that as a, a bad thing. It's just a, a statement of fact. I'm fickle, uh, but I I do love Cody. You're preaching to the choir with me and Tempest Dan, but we cannot deny there is a wave against Cody, and it's better to go with the grain sometimes. Yeah, uh, I'll just do I'll do these two and I'll hot tag to you, Tempest. Heel Bubs, how can anyone be mad at what CM Punk said when WWE actively goes out of their way to say how their sports entertainment, then go and ban words like wrestling and wrestler? It's about time we had pro wrestling back, and I'm loving it. Jam that jam. Oh, that covers it. Honestly, you know, I mean, I don't have any problem with anything that CM Punk says. If anybody's justified in being angry with. WWE and being uh, say the word bitter like you can be bitter and be right about it you know it's punk it's what we didn't actually mention what was said in the review so just for people who haven't watched it punk said this is the first time CM Punk's back in professional wrestling in New York so in, in New York City it's the first time professional wrestling is back in New York City so you know saying WWE is not professional wrestling which he'll bubs pointed out Mm-hmm. They're not. WTVS. Hey, guys. Mostly Ollie, because I'm clearly not a fan of Tempest. Uh, I think I like the unhappy punk better in WWE because his shoot promos were awesome versus the AEW punk, who is just way too happy for me. This AEW punk has no pipe bombs. Give it a bit. He's been here like a month. He's doing... He's got to do the happy, I'm happy to be here baby face for a bit. And then he can get to the real reason he came back to be a prick yeah. to other people. Yeah. Uh, hot tag to you. I also prefer when he is happy and healthy <laughs> over to when he thinks he's going to die. <laughs> so let's let's keep that trend going. Uh, Jared Hazelwood says, I'm driving three and a half hours to see the show in Rochester next week, hoping someone fiendish shows up. Hmm. Even if he's not there, Miro versus Sammy will be worth the trip. Plus, I have a feeling this will be a special show for the Dark Order. R.I.P. Brody Lee. Maybe a Hangman Page return. I, d- I know Meltzer reported Fiend showing up there, but surely he's on a 90-day. That would put him up until late October. Uh, perhaps. Um... Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I don't remember the exact date that we that Bray Wyatt was released. I think it was sometime in July. Was it the 31st of July? Was it really? Wow. Was it the yeah, I thought it was like the end of June maybe. Maybe it was the end of June. If it's the end of June, we might be able to play ball here. That would be very interesting. I'm pretty sure I worked it out. 31st of July. Interesting. I feel so like so long ago. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, Michaela Trobe says, Hey, friends, what a show. Being there live was incredible. The crowd was electric, and so were the matches. We're, uh, we were up near the top of the arena, and it was deafeningly loud. First time ever seeing Danielson, and he lived up to the hype. I'm a huge Malachi mark, and happily booed Cody as loud as possible. Let Ruby, 
let Ruby before the show. Uh, I think it's met Ruby before the show, and she's an absolute treasure of a human. Can't wait to see how far she can push herself here. This company, I love wrestling. Thanks again, Rob and Wrestle Talk. Five out of five show. Uh, Keith Lloyd says that new stage made everyone look like a star. Britt looked like a uh, looked damn good coming out. That Brian Omega match, though, the running V trigger down the ramp, hot damn! And this was just the warm up. Can't wait for the next match. It's going to be a ten out of five. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I thought this might have been the the warm up match, you know, for for what they do down the line, and that is very exciting. Uh, Manuel Cifuentes says WWE never heard of them. Take my f word money and come to uh, come to the West Coast already. AEW. Side note, Luke, you caught up on the newest and latest season of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. That last episode left me wanting more because this short season wasn't long enough. Hashtag Title of your sex tape? Well, we'll pass that message along. He's got more <laughs> important things going on right now. Uh, Mayor of Painesville, Dan, says, Hey, guys, I do not know what to say. AEW is unreal at the moment. What they are doing is incredible. I'm running out of super, uh, superlatives here. I love it. This is what happens when you let characters be themselves, have storylines, and reward the audience. Damn right. Love it. Alpaca Nation 87 says going to be a dynamite next week after the overload last night. I'm excited to be there slash nervous that there won't be hardly any content out of outside of Miro and Sammy. If the rumors of Wyatt are true, though, I'll lose my flipping mind. Hmm. Yeah. All the other debuts in AEW have been sort of heavily spoiled in advance. So, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe there's a reason there's no teasers. Maybe, maybe it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think you wait until Rampage, though, to announce all of the big happenings for next week because mm-hmm. you don't want to overshadow uh, what's going on on Friday. Good point, yeah. Yeah, it's pre-tape, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Lakshmi uh, Narasimhan B says, Vince is on the phone on Saturday. Hey, Dwayne, I'm going to need you to show up in Columbus on Sunday. I'll owe you one, pal. Ten minutes later. Hey, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. This would be the time where if they placed a call to, to a certain undead man. Oh, man. Let's let's not see that. Uh, and, and I don't know how to say this. Enthen YC says, I was in the crowd and it was electric for that Brian versus Kenny match. Also, sorry we booed your childhood hero, Ollie. We just really wanted Malachi to win. It's also my birthday on Saturday, so this was my early birthday present from me to me. Love you guys. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday. It's interesting how many people independently of each other are using the word electric to Mm -hmm. describe that opening match. You know, that they've all thought of that word separately, so... Yeah, yeah. I, I have noticed that as well. That is, it is very interesting. Uh, Justin N Enzu, try that again. Justin, Al- oh my God, take three. Justin and Zaldua Senior says Omega Danielson was a great match, and my five year old said that MJF stood for muffin jelly fart, <laughs> and I lost it. <laughs> Gotta love kids. Jam that jam. The father will see you now. Congratulations, Luke Owen. Congrats, Luke. We're thinking of you. Nate S. says, me at the start of Dynamite, Jeff Goldblum face. They did it. They crazy son of a bitch did it. <laughs> Love this episode. All of the matches killed. Surprised you didn't have the Austin Powers clip for Oz. Oh, I fell over. Oh, I fell over again. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. I like that. 
Ryan Vasquez says, was there in person long show, but I definitely got my money's worth. The videos don't do it justice. How crazy the crowd was still exhausted from last night. Oh, I wish I could have been there yeah, for this. So jealous. You got a one. I know, I know, but I I want this one too. I'm, I'm <laughs> I would go if I had unlimited resources that I could just get into American travel. I would like go to every Dynamite show. All of these shows are just so so fun. Uh, Josh Davies says couldn't agree with Ollie's review. Easiest five out of five. Omega versus Danielson was fantastic. Very happy the Black won. Question: Who do you think will be in the Owen Hart Cup, and who do you think will win? I'm hoping for two surprise entrants from Sammy and Owens. Yeah, Kevin Owens, of course. Owen Hart, that's where he took the name from. Uh, when's that? You know what? I don't actually know a lick about the Owen Hart tournament. I saw it was announced, but I was ill on Monday, and I was just like, you know, trying to trying to get better. What's the rules? I, I don't think they've really announced hardly anything about it. I don't think there's too much to have missed. I think they just hmm. kind of announced we're doing a tournament and it's going to be called the Owen Hart Cup. I would be very interested to see. I don't know if this is going to be a single elimination tournament or if this could be the AEW version of a G1 and you do a round robin-esque tournament where I would like to think that Tony Khan wants to like test hmm. himself to see if he can, he can book a, a great G1 style tournament. I don't know who I would have win. I would probably put over like a, a younger star in something like this, but Cody. if this is going to be a, yeah, of course. I don't know how I didn't think of that right off the top of my head, but if they're going to do this like as an annual thing, I could see them going with like a big established star to go for the, the first, uh, the first win. So maybe you could go with someone like Darby Allen, maybe like a jungle boy, something like that. Maybe. Yeah. I think you go with a baby face though. I'll say that. Maybe it's how Hangman Page gets another shot at Kenny Omega. Mmm. Don't hate that. I like that. I like that quite a bit. It's good stuff. Power Packers 90 says, I had the same casual friends over for the show at All Out and live in Milwaukee. I think they were, I think they're hooked now. They asked, we're watching together Friday, right? They groaned <laughs> when I joked about SmackDown. Yeah, I feel you, man. But hey, come watch the SmackDown podcast after on WrestleTalk Podcast with myself and Chopper Pete. Uh, Lasso says, holy S word, this whole event felt like WrestleMania with how electric the crowd was and the amount of star power that were performing throughout Dynamite and Rampage taping. Would you guys have the rematch at full gear or have Paige get his title match? I think go with what's hot right now. It's Danielson Omega. That make that at full gear. I, I love Hangman Page, but it's a cold feud right now. Yeah, I think it all depends on like when you can bring Hangman back and the crowd reaction to that. Like if people are still really hot with with that, then maybe you can go with that because I would kind of like to space some of these things out. But if that's not the case, just go and do the the crazy, unbelievable title match right off the bat here. Although you will need to have like Brian get a bunch of wins first because rankings and all that. So I don't know. Maybe if it was as simple as just give him a title match, then yeah, I'd probably go with that. But we'll see. Black Adam says that opener was the bomb diggity, mainly because it was the return of basics of why I fell in love with wrestling. They sold everything and it all made sense. Same thing with the black match. None of that extra Cody booking minus the Arn Brandy thing. 
69 Intangible Sadie Deegan says, what's up, guys? Absolutely loved last night's Dynamite. Omega versus Danielson was everything I dreamed and more. Was a bit confused that MJF won, not going to lie, but Black won so I don't have to walk into the ocean. (laughs) Yay. Hashtag five out of five show. Love you guys. Hashtag LIW for life. Hashtag Kawaii made Ollie. Trent Hill says, as far uh, as far as overthinking the draw, I remember in one of the previous draws, they announced 10 and 5 minutes, and the crowd started booing at 5 because they knew a draw was coming. Smart doing it uh, first in case crowd boos the draw. Have Punk come out. Interesting. I don't know what Punk really has to, to do with it, but I, I did like him following the match. Mm. I think the promo after the match was the was a good placement on the card. Uh, Norm Summer says, as I sit here, 179 miles north of North Carolina, still juicy from another five out of five dynamite. Every match went as expected, yet it was still awesome. Thank you, Tony. Happy anniversary, WrestleTalk TV. Subscribe. Thank you. I'm going to start doing sign language. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, yes. Looks like it looks like a swear though. It's the it's the uh, eh. Yeah. The it's old, a uh, it's a Quebec thing. It's a, it's a French thing. Thank you. <laughs> I'll uh, very quickly. I'll never forget when Shawn Michaels did his uh, his promo in Montreal. The Who's your daddy, Montreal? And you cut to the crowd, and there's a bunch of people just going. I was like, "That's so Quebec. That's so Montreal." <laughs> uh, William Rosmer says, "Didn't Phoenix do the poison Rana out of the one winged angel in January? He probably did." Also, I still stand by Hangman being the one to take the belt off of Omega, and thank goodness Cody didn't get his win back in WWE-style 50-50 booking. Happy anniversary slash birthday, WrestleTalk. Hashtag jam that jam. Uh, Ursay18 says, There were more time limit announcements than just the one minute. They were drowned out by the crowd. What a crowd. For us to both be like, yeah, they should have done that, and have a bunch of people just like, no, they did it. You just couldn't hear it. Pretty, pretty special. Uh, Dean Brereton says, I get the the Brett HBK from Omega Danielson, that level of greatness. Just to mention your survey on WrestleTalk might be broken as when I completed it, just went back to the start. For how to improve WrestleTalk question 15, I put Sack Pete. That's not nice. That's my <laughs> tag team partner. Jam that jam. Uh, I'll look into that. We haven't had any other uh, things about that, So, but I'll look into yeah. it. Thanks, Dean. Uh, the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says, I'm happy the women are getting the sec- uh, second title, but would have preferred it to be tag titles. Also, have you guys seen the fight interview on Twitter with MJF's parents? It's really funny how they wanted MJF to get his ass kicked. That's funny. I have not seen that, but I will check that out as soon as this is done. Uh, I haven't seen the interview, but I've seen the picture of the, the, the sign they had, which was... We're MJF's parents, and even we think he sucks. <laughs> what workers. That is just tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Colostopia says, do you think Hangman comes back next week in Rochester to reconcile the Dark Order? Then before full gear, we get Hangman versus Brian. LIW Ooh. for life. Uh, P.S. TK spitting hot fire. I, I, I love that, but I don't think either Hangman or Brian should be losing in the next couple of months. You know, Brian hasn't won a match yet, and he's mm-hmm. only had one. So I like it, but maybe not now. I agree. Uh, William Touchy Jr. says, I'm going to say at full gear, we get Hangman versus Omega. Finally, Omega wins. Cole convinces Paige to be more aggressive. 
Danielson beats Omega at Revolution. Hangman beats Danielson at Double or Nothing. Omega and Page for the title at All Out next year. Jam that jam. LIW for life. I think when Page beats Hangman, when sorry, when yeah, when Hangman beats Omega, it should be for the title. But that's what I agree. He said, wasn't it? Uh, I think he oh, wants no, Danielson wins. beating Omega. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm not on board with that. I'm afraid. Yeah, if if they were going to do Hangman and Kenny at All Out, I would have been fine with Kenny beating him, and then you build to a second match down the line where Hangman finally wins. But I think uh, the Dark Order losing that 10-man tag kind of just takes the place of that first title match. And now I think you only need to do it the one time, and I would have Hangman win. So just hold it off until you're going to do that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Alpaca Nation 87 says, Love the NWO-esque gear of FTR. Very good point that we didn't bring up. The NWO gear for facing Sting. Uh, <laughs> did you see Brian Pillman Jr. transitioning towards an unhinged style of character a la his father? I feel like he's got a lot of potential, but the blue chipper baby face only gets so far, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to, to get to the next level. He he does need to bring more of like a, an edge. But uh, right now, this is good for, for him sort of getting over in the mid card. Yeah. I don't know about an unhinged character because I feel like that might just be like a little too close to it, mm -hmm. but a character of his own, I think would be, would be very good. Matthew Robinson says, Oh my God, this show was amazing from beginning to end. Omega Danielson to Britain Soho. Wow. Can you believe this is our wrestling we get to have? Which match did either of you prefer? I mean, Omega and Danielson, of course. Yeah. It's not even close for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I loved everything else on the show, but I mean, come on. That was like one of the best matches I've seen all year. Uh, Train 24 says, hey, WrestleTalk fan, I am in Denver because my company is, move is looking at promoting me and relocating me. One of the people to talk to me uh, about it was from the UK, and he was surprised I knew lingo like jumper. Looks like my years of watching <laughs> WrestleTalk have paid off. Yeah, you kind of pick up a few things from the British folk when you're listening to them all the time, I must say. Uh, and William Rosmer says, I like Cody matches. I hate Cody storylines. Interesting. It's fair. Fair, fair enough. Uh, I'll see us here. I'll, I'll take us home. Very good. Jack Nichols. Pronounced Jack. Please don't butcher it like Pete did. Uh, hey, lads. AEW was amazing as usual. Commiserations to Ollie for your loss this weekend, but you'll make a fine slave. Not going to happen. I'm going to beat Pete. going to beat your little, little brother. And then, will, will it be for life? Yeah, whatever. I still got a crown, because I, I win. I win. Try and take this one from me, Ollie. Try and do better than on, third place. On a completely non-trivia-based round. Uh, yeah. Last time I was a slave, I looked like Karrion Cross, but my mask hat had a zip on it. Also, a message to Luke. As a new dad, I've gotten some advice at childbirth. Remember to look her in the eye, keep a calm voice, and remind her to breathe. Breathe with her too. Nothing matters but her. You've got this, big man. You're both amazing. Yeah, I spoke to him this morning on the phone, and Luke doesn't live. Li nothing really phases Luke. He just, you know, plods along life. He was nervous this morning. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What an it's exciting happening. Time. It's happening. Uh, Michaela <laughs> Traub. Also, Tempest, you read my name right first. Try uh, first try last week. Thank you. You're my favorite. Already were. 
Please always be here. Whatever, Michaela. Manny Omega, support Wrestle Talk. Tempest will understand that joke. L- oh, Wrestler Talk. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was uh, in reference to a comment that was left like a while ago that uh, someone said, you're Kyling Wrestler Talk. <laughs> I don't remember who that was in reference to, but one of the better ones we've gotten. Tempest will understand that joke, LOL. Jam that jam and yeet or be yeeted. And yeah, fight baby Owens, fight, LOL. Mayor of Painesville, Dan, I have to send in a third super chat. Can't believe I'm spending my money on this. But this is very, very important. And this is a question for Ollie specifically. What are your thoughts on apples? Well, I think they're like the sperm of a tree. Is is this where we're going with this? This is where Brian this is what he wants. <laughs> He got he got us with this on the NXT podcast, and we made a whole thing out of it. You happy, Dan? <laughs> DJ Thatcher, Ollie, we're all friends here. You can be honest with us, but Tony Khan calls you personally and asks the SWAF Nation what they want. Right? First Hoovy, and then last week, my friend super chatted about Stephen Amell, and bam, he's there hugging Punk. Coincidence? I think not. Natas, did I miss you guys talking about the Miro promo? What Miro promo? I mean, there was a, a Miro and Sammy Guevara like video package for their match next week, which oh. I guess we did skip over, but it was excellent, as all Miro promos are. Well, there's a quote from Nate here from Miro. My God demands pain and my wife demands pleasure and sometimes also pain. Oh, good he's God, he's great. Good. He's the greatest man that to ever live. <laughs> I Ryan love laughter emoji. Is there anyone more zoned in in their character than Miro? Dan Lambert, I think. But apart yeah. from them, yeah. Yeah, I'd James like to Hanley. think this isn't even just a character. This is just Miro talking. <laughs> this is just how he is. James, do you think when he comes into the bedroom, he has the full Tron and like the, the air he's, raid sound? He's absolutely wearing the belt. He's absolutely wearing the belt the whole time. James Hanley. I love Cody. He's an amazing wrestler. He is AEW. My wife sees things different, though. She feels that Cody and Brandy tend to insert themselves into stories that they don't need to be in, and they do so simply because they run the place and because they can. Jam that jam. Again, to each their own. I don't, like, I don't have, I don't, can't think of any real examples of of that, though. Where something was, like, you know, well, they have really been yeah, a part but... of this match. Yeah. I, I liked mean, it, sure, but yeah, sure. there's no real reason for it. And yeah. finally today, the legit underboss. My pick for the Owen winner is either someone who they want to make a star like Dante Martin, Lee Johnson, or a star ready to take the next step like Jungle Boy or Sammy. I think those would all be very good picks. Love Dante yeah. Martin. Yeah. I am a big fan of... Oh my god, why can't I remember his name? 2.0 and Daniel 2.0 Garcia and Danny Garcia. Daniel Garcia, yeah. Him. <laughs> so what have you got on for the weekend, Tempest? I don't know, you know, I'm trying to figure out the man behind the mask what does tempest do in his spare time 
Ooh, that's a good question. Now, I fully expect these plans to fall through because they always seem to. But currently, the plan is to have a bit of a wrestling night with a good friend of mine who, who until this point, has only really been a WWE watcher. Ooh. And it is my duty as a good wrestling fan to change that. I And the plan currently is to show them all out and i'm sure that'll that'll do the trick because in years past when we've we've been talking about doing this wrestling night thing for like years right and it's just never come up it's just one of those plans that just gets put off and put off and put off um it was always the plan to show them like a wrestle kingdom or a G1 Climax show, or something like that, and I was going to show them New Japan, and show them uh, all of the great matches that Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi and all of those sort of things had. Now I'm just like, alright, I'll just show them AEW. AEW's a lot easier to, to get someone into at this point, I would believe, but that's the plan for Saturday. I did, like, I went to a barbecue a couple weeks ago, which is probably a bit more exciting, but, uh, it's getting a little bit colder over here in Canada. It was raining all day yesterday, so I don't think outdoor activities like that are really on the menu at this point. Is the wrestling night going to be in person? Is that going to be done remotely? <gasps> a real life having friends over to watch wrestling slumber party. I I know it's so nice getting the pizzas in. It's going to be so nice. I'm so excited to like have human interaction again. It's so rare these days. <laughs> I like watching wrestling with friends just drinking, especially if they're casuals, because then they ask me a lot of questions mm. and I get to I get to talk at length about how great some things are or how stupid other things are, which is always fun. Yeah, and yeah you just you just get drunk and emotional and into the matches. You're going to show them that. I mean, that's a would you not do choice cuts? I might. I might. I kind of like. For a pay-per-view that's just great from start to end, I might want to just show them the whole pay-per-view just as a sense of, like, this is what you get in an AEW show. You know, mm. you get to see all of these great matches. But I did uh, I did have a couple of friends over a week ago, and I did show them just, like, show them the cage match, show them the punk match, showed them Adam Cole and Brian Danielson showing up and stuff like that. And I just kind of like pick and chose like the best, the best spots. And at some points they were just like, yeah, just let it play. And we watched like the battle Royal. And I think we watched Jericho and MJF and they were just like, yeah, it's, it's, it's all good stuff. You know, I was like, okay, if that's what you want to do, you just want to watch more of the same pay-per-view. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no by any means. Tempest converting people to AEW one person. How many people do you think you've put onto AEW? Like, that would say it was Tempest who personally pushed me over the edge that you know, not people on online and Twitter and stuff. I would probably say four people at this point. Not not including my friend this weekend. I've got about four people that I've now got to come over to watch Dynamite and Rampage and all that sort of thing on a decently regular basis. That's good. I've done yeah. zero. I've got two friends <laughs> who, who are flirting around it, and they've been flirting for months. I'm like, what What more do I need to do? I've sent you all the promos. 
I showed you the CM Punk video on my phone in the pub when really, you know, there were other people there that I should have entertained as well. But they're still not committing to four hours of weekly wrestling TV. And, yeah. you know, eight hours on some weeks when there's a pay-per-view. Yeah, I managed to get, like, my best friend who throughout, we met in high school, like, the first day of high school, we met and just bonded over wrestling. And we talked about wrestling, like, every day for, like, three years. And he, for some reason, I think it was just because he didn't have cable, so he wasn't watching TV and everything, but he wasn't watching AEW. And I was like, you got to watch this show. You'll love it. It's so good. And he didn't do it for a long time, and then he started watching with the uh, the episode this summer where it was the ten man tag with the elite and oh, the yeah. dark order. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, he messaged me. It was like, I just watched my first episode of Dynamite, and I was like, and it was like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this show. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have a oh, that's a good email segment. Support at wrestletalk.com. How many people have you converted into whatever wrestling promotion? You know, it doesn't have to be AEW specific. Um, but that's all we've got time for for now. We've got to go and record a show. Of course, subscribe to the WrestleTalk podcast. We've got the magazine show tomorrow. We've got the SmackDown review on Saturday. And then it's Extreme Rules time. Yeah. Keep forgetting about that. Yeah, so did WWE. See you next week. Bye-bye-bye. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.